0: Personhood, by Talia Field. Liberty, trees. The distinction between freedom and liberty is not accurately known. Naturalists have never been able to find a living specimen of either. Ambrose Pierce. Resistance. Scientists surround a yellow poplar in Annapolis, alive more than 400 years and last surviving of 13 original Liberty Trees, in pretty poor shape after a fatal blow in a hurricane. Someone mentions asexual propagation techniques, cuttings and grafts, and tissue culture methods, or, for whatever it's worth, clone living descendants. The headline reads, Move over, Dolly. Make way for the Liberty Tree. Seedlings come from scions, the legacy matters, becomes the DNA of American history. All that we fought for, one argues, it must be the same DNA. Who is the we and what was we fought? Another asserts, it's a different world. The forests have changed, the temperatures, whole species gone north or south. These trees have no resistance. These were trees for the liberty of white persons. Not so! Men surround the scion. The clone transmits the best idea we ever had. Back to every state of the union. Resistance. The Sons of Liberty trim an elm on February 14th, 1766, for the public good. The first step toward a liberty pole. Easier to make stand, replace, and move when soldiers chop it up, down. Like after Concord and Lex, the elm, progenitor of the brood, fallen prey to redcoats who mocked its last words in their soliloquy of the Boston Liberty Tree. If ever there should be a shoot, spring from my venerable root, prevent of heaven, it ne'er may see, such savage times of liberty. The canopy spreads what a voice does town crier. While animals and birds feast and fly. Soto voce. Oxygen and nitrogen and sugar carried by seed. Designed to withstand drought and cold. And infiltrate soil many miles away. Escaped men signing up for battle. A citizen to stand his ground? What is a person who carries the seed farther than allowed? Job Williams cuts the Boston Liberty Tree for firewood during the siege. A more precise story, anyway, trying to mark the boundary of a stump. With the idea of Liberty's crown and trunk, the parts easiest hauled off. And after the evacuation, Liberty's sons erect a pole beside the stump, bare and ridiculous with a floppy Liberty cap, until each tree destroyed by troops gets this partial translation as a pole, carried to New York, Maryland, and Delaware, at the first opportunity, contact. New Hampshire, hitherto immune to the contagion, now showed signs of succumbing when the residents of Little Greenland introduced the Patriot symbol on December 17th, 1774. Poles planted through Connecticut and south to Savannah, Georgia, where under an oak, the Declaration of Independence is read laughing again always laughing a voice yells redcoats advancing tories laugh at the happiness of assembling in the open air and performing idolatrous and vociferous acts of worship to a stick of wood called a liberty pole. of high renown here grew the tree the elm so dear to liberty This day with filial awe surround its root that sanctifies the ground, and by your father's spirits swear the rights they left you'll not impair. Trees and poles cross every border south to Charlestown, rights which declare that all are free, in person and in property, and that when other laws take place, not to resist would be disgrace Not Not to to resist resist would treacherous treacherous be. Treacherous to society. On Liberty Tree, anon. Resistance. August 14th, 1765. The largest elm in Hanover Square gets possessed with effigies. Dangling joyfully, they say. The branches proud with stuffed dolls. A small group shouts, look! The royal stamp agent, Oliver, dismembered and the devil beside him, lets to the man's house. A tree to run? How can a tree run? See the real Oliver terrorized, his home hacked by boots and axes, his furniture torched for that one grasp of ore. Panting, hands on knees, he pleads, guilty, but spare the children, A placard, bloodied, reads liberty, and not a capillary spectacle of bark or branch, wounded with the nail, naming it tree, a thing, of liberty, that idea. A goddess or a snake, not the real property, an enslaved woman. Not a tree's unseen relation of light and water, only loyalists mocking it. Consecrated as an idol for the mob to worship, While sons of the liberty thing do it up, a voice wonders, does a tree have a right to rehearse on beer-soaked grass, finding more than common fruit in the branches? November 1st, 1765, Portsmouth, Rhode Island. The coffin is real, but no body. Liberty, just the name of an imaginary, unfree taxed person. Shroud on the coffin reads, Liberty, aged 145. Whose death then? The symbols? Taxed paper and playing cards and tea, and colonies protecting their institutions. Born in depravity from a Puritan father, and now a martyr mother, marchers act out their mourning, a nation protesting a notion. That levy on people's purchase that poses such threat to their freedom, their right to own property, the rotted fruit of their dreams. With the elms dragged into it, in orchards and towns, in swamps and along the farmer's hedge, commons and straight on Main, no tree is mad for profit. And yet a thirsty thing refrains. Freedom, a voice can ask, does a tree have a need for it? What is the tax then, and what is the thing? Seamstresses sow emblems, tree flags and jargon, do not tread on me, not odors and endocrine, sugars and foggy breath, not a twist of knot and phloem, sap cycle, home for bugs and birds, only effigies, these with names, George Grenville and John Husk, and straw and dolls and a ditty hung but if some brethren I could name who shared the crime should share the shame, this glorious tree, though big and tall, indeed would never hold them all. November 3rd, John Hancock hoists the meeting flag atop the sacred elm, calling rebels to confront the governor, himself in Osho, before they head down to the boats, singing. Tom Paine told us the tree was a goddess from the gardens above. And now, king, commons, and lords are uniting amain to cut down this guardian of ours. Fetishized, as all bought things get, surrounded. A tree war-armed to smoke out the offender. Branches, real. Fruit, not. Real signs, liberties not. Was ever a tree An old medieval cross suffering the ocean to land in a little port. Wives, rebels running, full of reason and rights. Initiate Americans, a name already effaced, partially defaced, carved into. The order of river and ridge and animals said to speak one language in many ways. A peace tree dug up and replanted by the Iroquois over the weapons of five nations, a federation real as rain-soaked roots, and birds bringing seeds to grow on Turtleback Island, not on the European men's map. Resistance. Men surround a tree, debate the problem. Some want immediate action, others more discussion. Lives are at stake here. They shout at each other, because happiness is not as it should be. Gangs of men are sent, sometimes armed soldiers, to identify a tree, a body, a border, an idea, to surround and celebrate or destroy property, depending on its position and what might be found there, how fast the contagion is spreading. A tree surrounded as a natural thing is imagined, an idea shows what it's not on neighboring land. Where a thing can be thought and a thing can be cut down. These are different responsibilities. Like a pole is a tree for some purposes, as an is is an ought. As around the pole they drunken dance and people hear of it, the idea moves. A young sapling may change history or leave it to die, cured by a dose which might otherwise be fatal. A tree surrounded by men in their natural cover, speaking but interrupting, make this easier. Here's a voice, a vector between neighbors. Canopy, insects, roots, sapwood. Later, a coffin. A tree, a voice, going round till it comes around, From the crowd, a government. A tree to cross an ocean? The story, once sure of itself, becomes a situation. Surrounded and coming around, a gang of children crossing Elm. A contagion dangerously close. Will you emulate us? Do you remember natural things, children? Freely leaping, Hiding, undergirding spirals of dread and doomish thinking. Children, like that other thing, tree, also defined through profitability. Children chalk tree trunks at ground line, imagining a pre dead pole, a plank cast to life. The fear and the tremor of loved ones. The premises, coffins pulled up hills by horses, boat masts lathed. Furniture to be defended. All in all, a tree already everywhere. Everyone's property, yet found wanting. Draw a tree with droplets that tiny hair roots touch, with the action of water from one place to another, circulating out of breath. The children draw a line topped with a circle, just barely understanding the water cycle. Resistance, across the ocean, a tree, to cross an ocean, people whisper, revolution, they lost their heads. Was Tom Paine the vector, or Lafayette, who stood on the stump at Essex and Washington for a good half hour? Henri Gregoire, the tree destined to become the emblem of liberty, must be chosen from those with long lives and... If it cannot be everlasting, at least it should be chosen from among those trees whose life lasts several centuries. Jacobins, looking back over their shoulders, move the tree idea to Vienne, France, 1790, destined for blood and revolution. A voice sneers, why does a tree need a hat? A rallying cry, composed of costumes at odds, a drunken mob. After Louis XVI tells Saint-Michel and Saint-Antoine, they may not display their freedom arbre, citing a march on the Tuileries until midnight and the king is forced to wear the Liberty hat himself, resurrecting the mépaules of the countryside, pruned to its uppermost and painted in yearly charivari fixed with razors and inkwells and planted before a manor house. The first of many raids on rich families, a humiliating demand. Furniture and wine. The terror of neighbors. Until all are hacked into menacing silence. Stalking, advancing, alive. Amsterdam, 1795. Rome, 1798. Then Ireland. Until not a son is born who doesn't have roots to defend. Resistance. Patriotism always has been uppermost with me. I used to row out every day just for Christmas liberty. A tree surrounded by men in their national uniforms fighting, interrupting 1917. American bombs arrive in elmwood crates, splintering rainy piles. The war cuts deep through tissue, forests, and field. Cannons through incontinence as nurses pack dead boys for return trips home in those same elm crates. Make this easier. Here's a voice between neighbors. Canopy, insects, roots, sapwood. Now a coffin. While in Holland, a tree yellows, wilts, it's hard to see. Men argue, place blame in the name. Dutch elm disease attacking without reason. Versailles' majestic rose, Bremen, Germany, and Bucharest, their avenues. Vienna's many parks, even Windsor Palace stands bare, as suddenly funerals wind along denuded main streets. A battle to cross an ocean? Our boys in the missing shadow of the Statue of Liberty, a gift to return? Holding up her candle, taunting a profit-sick nation to look at imports Men accusing, this war infects America. A New Jersey tree yellows. Voices start counting. New York. Now Connecticut, 800 trees. 6,800 one year later. Now 120,000. Now 4.5 million shouting. It's the veneer of reused burl to make chairs flesh to cross an ocean. Those coffin boxes sailed in from France and sold under the name Carpathian Elm, docked in Baltimore and Norfolk. Resistance. The fungus invading the sapwood does not travel in wind or rain. Only a tiny beetle ties the fungus to its hatchlings. Fly, my babies, far as you can. Seek yellowing leaves. Dying at night... Fly at night. The men gather and rip the sapwood down the trunk. See the telltale brown, the odor of death, before the young take their happy liberties. Cut the trees and soak the stumps in kerosene. Doesn't matter. Infection moves six times faster than shouting. Recall the old soldiers. Uproot them all. Cash their pay. The WPA funds the campaign boots shuffling house to house, while train and trucks feed logs along the corridors, making forests into highways joining cities, factories, wet wood and slime flux, black spot leaf. Now banned up and down the rivers, men scream out, Plug the entrances! Shut the towns! Not enough, and oh, so late. A barn door locked after the horse has escaped. Surrounding the stump, children ask, will all the trees be killed? Oh, my darlings, would you rather the rot be left to run its course? A rot to run, they laugh. The street tree dollar value is high for real estate and small town charm. To remove infection, can't we simply prune and clear the swamps so ghosts don't send up a shoot? And time can't graft a limb, a voice in panic wonders. Birds and farmland and hedges and edges. The naturalists reply, happy news! Dead and dying trees make excellent nest sites. And food sources and promote more species leave the diseased and dying trees. Resistance. In our- Another war gathering men to argue, call up more soldiers, interrupting the 1941 Dutch elm eradication program. Cutting money to care for trees, they shout, learn to live with the disease. And with this world war, there's no more one nation can afford. A tree may move in the wind, but cannot run. Men surround the factories and shout, we must help the resistance. A resistance to cross a road? Yes, the front has multiple lines. The enemy, multiple fronts. And we can ill afford to go, not to go, to sit still. How would a child draw it? Arrows moving across dotted lines, broken shapes, staggering. A soldier draws a soldier out. The passionate intimacy of killing bite through skin. Parasites bite before and after battles. Swarming and feverish. Mosquito swamps and broken dams. Bio-warfare to halt the advance. A molecule arrives to prove a hero. A molecule to win a battle? From Switzerland to Florida, factories buy the right to change the name. Mass-made... Tank sprayed, B-25s and C-47s drop war dividends on foreign beaches and waterways, from Italy to Saipan, kill the insects so troops can live, to cross, to advance, to kill. Women and children, treaties and surrendering, the wars, known to be very persistent in the environment, accumulate in fatty tissues, and travel long distances in the upper atmosphere. Resistance. High-pressure spray soaks the foliage, the roots. Drink and soak what the molecule protects, the healthy tree. The disease travels as far west as Colorado, south as Virginia. Which disease? Which trees? Houseflies, mosquitoes, and now the bark beetle develop resistance so more is never enough. Is freedom of property. And the mayors for the 4th of July celebrations parade up and down, sanitizing citizens, the children, against communist infiltrators, against agitators, but mostly for laws that whitewash the red-white-blue tree-lined parade route in the glare of missing elms, and remember who fought and for what, and ignore the rot in the route. A mean information field coming around, an infection probability field goes around as new laws and control methods develop. There can't be controlled use of something uncontrollable, someone whispers, demanding to be here. Everyone fights. The men surround the lake, debate the civil rights, the silence suddenly of neighbors and strangers stopped by crude trespass of whites-only places around Lake Michigan where tiny plankton have 3 ppm of the chemical DDT. Whitefish have 3 ppm. Herring gulls have 80 ppm in muscle and 1,925 ppm in fat, with magnification up the food chain. Osprey, falcons, eagles. Resistance. Scientists surround a young body surprised at liquids invalidating borders where parasites stare across the face. And every 30 seconds a child dies, a mosquito born. 2017, 450,000 people of an infected 219 million. A disease to cross the ocean? Not so fast, the white man warns, shouts. It's going to be man or mosquito. Shouts him down, DDT has saved more human lives than anything else ever combined. Others respond, it's a chemical compound of extinction. Not viable, someone begs. Human death from malaria at an all-time high. Dominoes topple in the film, and a chain reaction in a red-stained dish spatially diffuses. This is how vectors spread in a mathematical model. Well, a child, lifeless. Still loved, loses the shadow, a self-same shape that once resisted, collapse. Cell walls hold back, like trees withstand, bend in wind, keep their place, until something breaks, until invaders, until ignorance ignoring. Make this easier. Here's a voice, a cry between neighbors. Resistance. In a London lab, gene-altered mosquitoes self-destruct in 11 generations. He explains, The gene drive infiltrates larvae, leaves no place for mutations, like the ones that escaped the genetic trap of previous engineering. So, in the wild, whole populations would crash, babies first? Yes, it's never been tried. Let's try it. Someone replies, A natural thing the freedom can harm. Dr. Esvelt of MIT. The known harm of malaria greatly outweighs every possible ecological side effect that has been posited to date, even if all of them occurred at once. Others argue ad hominem. Lives are weighed, small and large, larva and adult, surrounded by natural, national weapons. Flies surround a body and claim it for their children suggesting an attack on the problem. Yelling and accusing. Feeding and sustaining. Someone mentions malaria nets, misused to fish the swamps, and lakes of Zambia, Nigeria, Mozambique, Congo, Uganda. Along with protecting sleeping families. Feeding the children comes first, a voice yells back. Even if the nets are so fine as to take all the eggs and baby fish up in them? Reed baskets look silly next to a mosquito net. You will destroy the fish. And then what will you eat anyway? The nets save lives. Today to eat, tonight to sleep. A superfine sieve, laden with pesticide. Designed in Europe, manufactured in Asia, folded into steel containers shipped across the oceans, trucked across the deserts to villages given out. Since 2000, malaria deaths have been cut by half, but spread across a world where nothing is one thing. The nets are soccer balls and funeral shrouds, and chicken coop, spreading insecticide and poisoning the fish drying in the sun, the fish which the children eat. Surrounded on all sides, the boxes contain so many little liberties, silent in so many languages. A dead baby holding the thriving bodies of billions. Because artemisinin, the latest wonder drug, lost its effectiveness in western Cambodia. The parasite's resistance to the drug then moving 1,500 miles to the border between Myanmar and India. Mosquitoes can't be detained like all contagious contact. Fancy words for political change mirror systems of emulation, like nationalism to bordering nations modeling effects, an effect to cross, to trend. As people change their freedom through interdependent states, not autonomous actors. In other words, no national hard shell exists. All lives stand permeable to irresistible forces including democratic norms, insect larva, or autocratic repression, a tool to cross a line, a molecule to invade? As governments transition to more or less freedom, with or without idealists debating, in response to their borders, the neighbor effect, like the blood-brain barrier someone suggests, demanding immediate action or more discussion. Lives are at stake They shout at each other, as an is is an ought, as many countries cascade from free to not. One says, freedom is not a simple task. Censorship, to close the gaps, going around, coming around, shifting from not free to partially free, burning the furniture first, then the house, humiliating the hosts, killing the messengers, guests, and blaming random events that seem to increase the likelihood of other events, a contagious poisson, or how autocratic states spread like fire, or fungus. What does rebellion look like in a forest? Resistance. Men surround, again, a tree, to lose their wits, to drink their brains, to lean against the trunk, to drag a boy over and beat a man. Two names to cross out, to not map. A mob enjoys a picnic on the designated day, yelling, let me see, at others. Laughing, applauding poplar justice for looking wrong, for looking. A right, a look, a vector between neighbors. A tale as old as time, names as old as forget. Go on down to the Hanging Tree, to Gallows Hill, where the witches hung, to Hangman's Elm in Washington Square Park, to the Burr Oak in Tulsa, where the Creek Chief swung, to Centerville, Texas, or the Old Hanging Oak in Houston. And thousands of other names on the repressed page of Justice, with its back turned scissors in hand, drunk and asleep. The men surround, some to dig and some to cover up, climb and fix the ropes, to twice hang the boy and beat the man, double burned, triple named, for resisting natural conditions, natural law and the way some get told what's exactly what. Through the phases of violence, Percentages and rules. Walking, breathing, laboring, looking. A broken branch becomes kindling, or the branch holds foreign weight. A chair to own its floor, a tree its soil. For the rain to gather, for the wind to suck, for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. Well, no, a branch would break, a tree can heal. As white supremacists know full well, to burn the picnic lawn across to cross a lawn. Can't burn the trouble out. What's ours, by God? Enforced, the sill of the house that holds it up. A tree takes many sides, holds many shapes for the sun to rot, for the tree to drop. Here is a strange and bitter crop, unfree as work unpaid argues the sun debates the winds don't ever walk past whisper keep running don't walk near that tree recruited for the shade children flee all children run outrun the disease and take the seed where no markers grow seedlings and saplings enduring memory in the memory of the tree on Herndon Street, where young clan thugs hung a boy, like trees walking on what now is Michael Donald Avenue. Resistance, monologue from inside a tree costume. To will one's limbs to lengthen, to stretch one's reach as if by magic, to open one's throat, to lift the chin, to wake early and nap surreptitiously, to seem never to give an inch or a mile. A fight leaves a wound vulnerable, yet in the end I was tall, not rotten, eaten, not surrendered, yet one would immediately cut me down, Wrong place, wrong in some towns, right in others, and burn the stump or prop me up. I'm no fool, the leaves that drop protect the root, and I am deformed, as are all who struggle for light. Resistance, Boston Herald, October 1966. The city's only commemoration of the Liberty Tree is a grimy plaque three stories above what is now the intersection of Essex and Washington. Covered with bird droppings, the plaque is equally obscured by a hamburger sign. This site, where America was born, is left out of guidebooks. The governor promises a park with the largest elm tree that can be transported and is resistant to Dutch elm disease. Is that really where America was born? Someone asks. The tree never arrives, but a small plate in the sidewalk says, Sons of Liberty, 1766. Independence of the country, 1776. Other trees recruited along the way, standing in the forest we can't name. A poplar in Maryland marks the Chesapeake region declared by Europeans. The Treaty Elm, where William Penn in 1683 concluded peace. Hartford, 1687, the Charter Oak, where the colonial charter was buried for safekeeping. Newport Liberty Tree, given in 1766, for public liberty in all times and ages, forever hereafter. Norwich, Connecticut, Dedicates a liberty tree, 1767. New York Common had a pine tree of liberty, cut down by soldiers. Providence, Rhode Island, dedicates a great elm, 1768, with a platform in the boughs for speeches. That liberty which our forefathers sought out and found under trees and in the wilderness Personhood by Talia Field, designed and produced by Ben Williams, performed by April Mathis, Shannon Tayo, and Ben Williams, recorded at the collapsible hole in New York City.